You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from East West Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida is Dr. Linda Register. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions and also your holistic and acupuncture questions about your pets at 877-807-4048. That's 877-807-4048. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. The show is produced by Stefan Bordwick. Hey, hey Stefan, how you doing? Hey, John, I'm doing great. How are you? And of course, Miss Amanda Page. Hi there. Hi, Mandy. And at our network, Genesis Communications Network, when you call into the program at 877-807-4048, you'll speak with Mr. Charles Sadler, and he'll put you on the air with us. So pick up the phone and give us a call. We have a special guest joining us in this hour. It's the author, Jennifer Holland. She's the author of Unlikely Loves, 43 heartwarming true stories from the animal kingdom. And we're going to be giving away a couple of the books as well, so stay tuned for that. But pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you about your pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Stephen Boardwick. Amanda Page. 877-807-4048. You're listening to Talking Pets. you're listening to Talking Pets, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And Stephen Bordwick. And Amanda Page. The gang's all here and we want to talk with you at 877-807-4048. 877-807-4048. An appropriate song, Stephen, to play for Unlikely Loves. The song oh, thank you. actually has a lot of uh, love meaning to me, actually. Oh. Um, that song goes way back. You know how you pick a song when you start dating someone? Yeah. And that was one of my first loves song actually and uh, they were killed in a car accident after that so i lost that first love so actually i didn't think about it until we actually i don't know if you saw me starting well up over here but yeah you did (laughs) but that was why just so you know so songs that have a lot to do with uh with love of course and especially ones that are unconditional which that was and we're going to find out a little bit about unconditional love of course with the author jennifer holland hey jennifer how you doing welcome to talking pets i am doing great thanks for having me on it's great to have you on with us. I want to give a little description about you. You're the author of the New York Times bestseller, Unlikely Friendships, 
47 remarkable stories from the animal kingdom, uh, has written uh, for National Geographic, Destination Discovery, and the Discovery Channel online, specializing in science and natural history. She lives in Silver Springs, Maryland, with her husband and two dogs, and it, really, a dozen snakes and geckos? Yeah. Her, her unlikeliest love story, one of her dogs found and saved the life of her runaway pet chameleon named Hank. That's right. You got Not quite an unusual household. <laughs> no, you got quite a array going on there, don't you? I do, I do. And by the way, I already own Unlikely Friendships. I bought it before my daughter was born. About well, she's six and a half now, so sometime before then. Wonderful. So, because I looked at the cover and I'm like, this looks familiar. I think I have a book like this. <laughs> and then saw the back and I showed my daughter, who happens to be here. I'm like, do we have this book? We have this book, don't we? I'm pretty certain we have this book. She's like, oh yeah, we have that book, mommy. Because I didn't know if my memory was going. <laughs> well, now you got the book. Now you got Unlikely Dogs. <laughs> I got dogs. the other one. Yeah. I've got the whole collection, which is great, because my daughter loves these oh, stories. So Jennifer, when did this book come out? The Unlikely Loves just came out this month, actually, so it's just starting to make its way around. And Unlikely Friendship from 2011. 2011? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that on the bestsellers list for, like, 46 weeks or so? It was. It was. That was a huge thrill for me. It was my, it's my first book, so I was really surprised. And now, of course, you got Unlikely Loves, which just came out. So you're hoping for at least 46 weeks on the bestsellers list? I would love that. I would love it. <laughs> what can I say? I, I well, don't know. I think anyone that loves animals are just fascinated by the interspecies relationships that develop, especially when it's a predator-prey relationship. Right. You know, and, you know, one's supposed to eat the other, but they don't. You know, it's, they just curl up together and cuddle or yeah. follow each other around or whatever. So It does kind of show you another side of animals uh, other than, you know, what you would sort of expect to see. So it's, I think that surprise is part of what people enjoy. Now, the book actually comes out through uh, Workman Publishing. And um, you have a website for this, too, right? It's unlikelyloves.com? Yes, and workmanpublishing.com has, has the book for sale and then all of the your regular online and uh, brick-and-block bookstores as well. So like Amazon and everything like that, it's available on there? You can okay. get everything from Amazon. Someone should do a study and just, like, live off of ordering stuff from Amazon. <laughs> I'm sure it could be done. <laughs> well, now you just gave him a good promotion there, Dr. Moses. <laughs> hey, now you someone, know why you can get everything if, on Amazon. If someone paid me enough, I would do it. Well, Unlikely Loves 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. i got to ask you right off the bat, Jennifer Holland, um, who actually did the photography for this book? The photos come from a variety of sources. I, I wish I could say that I went and shot all these, but uh, I had a lower budget than that. So um, we got them from the mostly the people who owned the animals or the wildlife centers, um, you know, wherever the, the animals were living at the time. We shot the photographs from, from those people. Yeah, the photography is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, right right away on page, right in the beginning part on page two, there's there's a shot of a Great Dane and a fawn, and yeah. it's go- it's gorgeous. Yeah, there are some lovely, lovely ones in there. Very lucky I'm, to get them. I mean, it makes you wonder. I mean, when I look at this picture, I look at how man's best friend, everybody loves their dog, but then everybody will eat the one next to it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Good point. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It really doesn't, does it? <laughs> no. Well, I think one thing that comes out in this with the photos, and I think because of the way you got them, you know, you can tell that they're all spontaneous shots. Mm-hmm. You can't stage these. Right. You know, they're naturally occurring. I like, too, you have little, like, in each one of the stories, out of the 43 stories that you have in here, you have, like, descriptions. Like, for instance, on, on page 18 of your book, uh, Unlikely Loves, 
you talk about the mallard duck, the kingdom, mm -hmm. the class, the order, the family. That's some good education there. And then yeah. also, like with the working terrier, you go into a little clip about the working terrier. Yeah, I thought it would be nice to add a little educational value. You know, the stories are, are very sweet, um, but it's nice to, you know, have some, some facts in there as well. And there is a picture of you with your dog, Ty, who yeah. I'm assuming looks like a Shiba Inu? Yes, she is. She was. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away recently at 15 and a half. Oh, wow. That's Sorry. A, that's. That's a good age. Sorry, went, I mean, she went it's for not quite a while. She held on. <laughs> what page is that on, Linda? That is in the introduction at the end of the introduction. Well, and she was a beautiful dog. She was kind of big, I think, yeah, for your she average Sheba. Little, little round. So, but that's okay. She's beautiful. I oh, like. Oh, she Shibas. is gorgeous. Thank Absolutely you. gorgeous. Well, you, we've got a number of questions for you, Jennifer okay. Holland, and I want to get into that with you a little bit about the book, Unlikely Loves. I know we're going to give away a couple copies, you know, by the uh, New York Times bestselling author of Unlikely Friendships. Now there is the book, Unlikely Loves, 43 heartwarming true stories from the animal kingdom by Jennifer Holland. If you've got a question or a comment, we welcome them in. Or also, if you've got a story, maybe an unlikely story that you want to share with Jennifer and us here at Talking Pets, you can call in at 877-807-4048. But you know her previous book, 46 Weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, Unlikely Friendships, so I'm sure you want to get this one now, Unlikely Loves by Jennifer Holland. But give us a call if you want to get a copy of the book, because right now, if you call in to Charles Sadler, our producer at Genesis Communications, we are going to send out a copy of the book, Unlikely Loves, to the number five caller. So if you're the fifth caller to call in at 877-807-4048 that's 877-807-4048 a copy of unlikely loves by jennifer holland is yours number five caller call right now 877-807-4048 and speak with charles and we'll ship you out the book 877-807-4048 i'm john patch and dr linda register and stephen boardwick and you're listening to talking pets <laughs> right back right after these messages stay tuned petco where the pets go petco where the pets go pet life radio has tail wagging fur flying fabulous deals for our listeners from petco get six dollars off your order of sixty dollars or more and up to forty percent off the entire petco site that's right but that's not all because you're a pet life radio listener you'll also get free shipping on your order of forty nine dollars or more $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Dog that crashed, half marathon, dies a week later. With Talking Pets, News Brief, I'm Stephen Bordwick. A dog that became an international sensation after crashing an Indiana half marathon has died just a week after receiving a medal for completing the race. The 100-pound chocolate Labrador retriever named Boogie ran most of the 13.1 miles in the October 5th Evansville event after escaping his leash the night before. Owner Jerry Butts made an appointment for the dog to be neutered after the race to curb his wandering ways. Boogie died Tuesday of an apparent heart attack. He was 10. Butts says on his Facebook page that the dog was a rascal and was, quote, not being too shy to soak up the glory, unquote. Boogie finished the race in, in 2 hours and 15 minutes. Reporting for Talking Pets, 
I'm Stefan Bordwick. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. After that story, I could break out into my neuter song, but I'll save everybody the trouble. She just kicks in. Do you guys want to announce yourselves over there? <laughs> this is Stephen Bordwick. <laughs> I'm here. This is Mandy. <laughs> and once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. You know, it was interesting, that story that you, it reminded me of, the story about the dog with the race and everything that you just read. Yeah. Because Bobby calls me up the one day, it was a couple weeks ago, and he says to me, oh, Amanda and I are doing this run and this this obstacle course for, you know, charity or whatever, and you got to go through mud and climb over hills and... And, uh, and I'm listening to him the whole time, and I'm like, seriously? Um, and It's the warrior dash. I have a heart condition. <laughs> you want I'm me to end to up like that? I don't start training soon. You Holy want me to end up like that dog? <laughs> no. No, fun. that dog ended up that way because he was 10 years old and not neutered. Well, I'm not exactly a spring chicken. <laughs> oh, come on now. Well, I can fix the neutering part with no problem. Uh, no, uh, no. I, I offer a two-for-one special. I do the dog and nope. the male of the household nope. you're for not, free. You're not oh going my. near the boys. That's just wrong. Congratulations to Joyce out there in Missouri. Joyce, you're getting a copy of the book, and the book is Unlikely Love's 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. That's coming out to you from Jennifer Holland, and we're speaking with Jennifer Holland right now, the author of the book, Unlikely Love's. You know, Jennifer, in your book, you talk a lot about like unconditional love. Why do you think in the majority, and I want to compare it to some of your stories in here, why do you think that unconditional love in the animal world seems to exist a lot more than it does in the human world. It does seem that way, doesn't it? We should really be taking some, uh, learning a little bit from these guys, I think. You know, I, I think it's, it's all interesting. The, you know, the word love, I use it playfully in this book. I certainly, you know, as a, as a science writer, it's, um, it's a, a tricky word, and I think, you know, it, it used to be so taboo to talk about animal emotions. Even people like Jane Goodall were criticized heavily way back when. But now we're really starting to understand a little more about other mammals' brains and how they work, and there's a lot more overlap than we used to think. Um, but I think, yeah, there's there's less overlap maybe in some of the, the more negative stuff that we do. And so, we, you know, they seem to be able to love across those species lines a little better than we do. We've got that judgmental side that I don't think other animals have. Oh, so you're saying people are idiots. Something like that. <laughs> okay. She just so, spells so, it out the way so that it is. That's what I would say, and we talk about it at work all the time. You know, it's like pe- people are idiots. Well, the world is a much different place than it used to be. And I'm sorry, but maybe you can agree with me on this one, Jennifer. But, you know, when you look at the animal world, the animal world is the animal world. Other than the fact that humans have encroached into their territory and changed them in that respect. But you don't see animals walking around with cell phones. You don't see them on the computer uh, going on all these Match.com sites and so on and so forth. You don't see all that social behavior that's changed. Well, I don't know how old you are, Jennifer, Jennifer, but when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was like you grew up, you played outside in the yard, you weren't on in front of the television, you know, playing all these video games and watching TV. Yeah, and then yeah. when I became into my adulthood, the way that you went out on a date was you met somebody out and about, and you said, you would you like to have dinner? Would you like to go out and have a drink? And then you would sit at a table, and you were pretty much forced to talk to each other because you didn't have all those other obstacles. Right. Nowadays, you do. And so... People, people text to each other at the dinner table across from each other. I know, other. and that's why I'm just saying, yeah, people can be idiots because of this technology. It's turning us into a bunch of zombies. But <laughs> on the flip side, the good side of technology, I actually have a client that... Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't, it doesn't have its good aspects. Well, no, listen to this. This is pretty interesting. I have a client that rescued a dog 
from someone who couldn't take care of it anymore. Unfortunately, it didn't work in her household. Through Facebook, she is now giving the dog to a childhood friend that she hasn't seen in like, I don't know, 30 years. And finding what is probably the ideal home for this dog. There's good things about technology if it's used correctly. There's no doubt about that. But my point that I was trying to make there is that the animal world hasn't changed. Dogs and cats and so on and so forth. Other than what we put upon them and changed on them. But the mentality of animals for the most part hasn't changed. And they're still unconditional. They still show Mm -hmm. you understanding they still show you loyalty and they still show you commitment i don't think and jennifer a lot of your stories and unlikely loves is about commitment it's about understanding it's about loyalty and selfishness and it's just like you don't see that in the in the human world anymore yeah i I do say somewhere in in the book i think something about you know these animals seem to have a commitment that most married couples can't really (laughs) say that they have so it it does seem that uh that they're they're better at this than we are but one one thing that one thing that I find interesting in here is you have a couple stories about pit bulls yes. who are, you know, viewed as being vicious. I happen to deal with um, several rescue groups. One of them is a boxer rescue group, but some of the dogs that come through, you know, are pit bull mixes. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They're boxer mixes. What's the story in particular that you have about the adoptive mother to uh, Essie, the duck? There's a pit bull and a duck story in here. Yeah, there's a couple of ducks in here, which is kind of bizarre. Not something that I really expected. But, um, yeah, this was a, a Peking duck, the type that you normally would would have on your plate. and um, I don't eat duck. I think they're yeah, too cute. Some, some people, I guess. And uh, the woman decided to keep it as a pet instead. And, and this was one of those cases where the, the dog in the household just decided that rather than chase this bird, um, it, was, it was something of a friend and something of a companion. And, and so the two just started hanging out together and had really a, a very tight bond in a way that, uh, that the owner certainly never expected. And the, the woman actually walks uh, her two dogs and the duck on leashes, all three of them together. It's quite a funny picture in the book. Well, Jennifer, don't go away. We're going to be right back with Jennifer Holland, the author of Unlikely Loves, 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. The number is 877-807-4048. If you've got a question or a comment about Unlikely Loves, or maybe you want to comment on something that we said, pick up the phone and give us a call, 877-807-4048. But for the number three caller, the third caller to call in right now, you're going to get a complimentary copy of the book by Jennifer Holland, Unlikely Loves, 43 Heartwarming's True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. The book is yours. Just call us right now. Speak with Charles, our producer at Genesis Communications at 877-807-4048. That's 877-807-4048. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And Stephen Boardwick. And Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talking Pets. 877-807-4048. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. If you've got a question or a comment, but the number three caller, the book is yours, Unlikely Loves. 877-807-4048. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful, bagless, upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive 
and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, and journalists, and bloggers. We'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. In Eagleville, Missouri, a herd of bison will have its daily life recorded as part of a National Geographic pilot program. Two bison in a herd in northern Harrison County were outfitted with critter cams by a National Geographic photographer and videographer. Camden, Delaware. The former Kent County SPCA is now the first state animal center and SPCA adoption counselor, Lynn Bray, said the name reflects the organization's mission to serve the whole state. In Yakima, Washington, gophers are threatening the airport. That's right, gophers. The Yakima Herald Republic reported gophers have been tunneling near the runway at Yakima Air Terminal. Officials fear they could weaken the runway or create a problem if a plane rolls off the pavement. Fort Myers, Florida. Florida stone crab season kicked in on Monday and runs through May 15th. The news press reported that some stone claws are among the state's most valuable seafoods with an average yearly dockside value of $22.79 million. From 2002 to 2011. That's second only to the spiny lobster, which has a 24.79 million average annual value over the same period. John? Those are some pricey crabs. (laughs) True. In, In Detroit, Michigan, a sheep that may have been destined for slaughter made a surprise visit to an auto collision shop, darting through an open door and running around for about 20 minutes before workers corralled the animal. The sheep showed up at Northtown Collision in Glass at the city's east side around midday on Tuesday, according to the Detroit Free Press and the Detroit News. Conyers, Georgia. The Department of Agriculture approved last-minute permits paving the way for the Great Bull Run. The Cote, California-based Animal League Defense Fund sought to stop the event at the Georgia International Horse Park, which is inspired by the annual running of the bulls in Paloma, Spain. And in Madison, Wisconsin, the state's second organized wolf hunt is underway. The Department of Natural Resources has set a 251 wolf kill limit across six zones. Scarborough, Maine. The battle over whether unleashed dogs should be allowed in town run beaches is not over. The town council this month approved an ordinance that requires dogs to be leashed year-round on all town property after an unleashed dog killed a protected piping plover chick on the Pine Point Beach in July. But more than 2,700 residents have gathered a petition. 
speaking, a town-wide referendum to decide the issue. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 877-807-4048. That's 877-807-4048. Don't forget, you can watch us on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor right through the door. Thanks, Stefan. This song always puts me in a good mood. It does? I don't know why. I just like the little thing, too, the little beat. Mandy knows I'm like a swing person. I love swing. Like the music swing. Not yeah. too swing, but I like swing. But um, And it, it's interesting because, I mean, that kind of, that song kind of has that little swing appeal to it, the old time. Remember when we went swinging, Mandy? We did go swinging. We did. It was awesome. We swang. We need to do it again. Amanda and I, we did. Yeah, we do, actually. I would love to do that again. I'd probably break a hip, but uh, I'd love yeah, to do I'm that again. I'm not as seasoned as I once was. <laughs> Those were the days. If I ever was. Well, you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Landa Register. And Stephen Bordwick. And Amanda Page. 877-807-4048 is the number. When you call into that number, you speak with Charles Sadler at Genesis Communications, and uh, he will put you on the line with us here at Talking Pets. So if you've got a question or a comment or a story, we welcome it in. Congratulations to Rusty in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Rusty, you're getting a copy of the book by Jennifer S. Holland. Uh, the book is called Unlikely Loves, 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. It's a great book, and I love the photography, of course, in this book as well. But there's a lot of different stories in here that you get into, Jennifer. And tell us a little bit about Dottie the donkey and uh, his uh, or barnyard friend, actually, Stanley the sheep. What was that relationship all about? Maybe she doesn't so know. Did we know? <laughs> you know, young teens perhaps in love, and, and one of them uh, has to protect the other maybe from the bully, something like that. But um, this uh, one of the animals was attacked by a dog, and the other came to its rescue and really like came shrieking in and ripped the dog away. And um, although the, the one animal was, was seriously injured, I think it was the relationship past that time that really helped it to heal, and they really, uh, both animals were thriving as a pair uh, long after this incident occurred. So it's really a quite a surprising incident, I'd say. You know, I love on page 133 of your uh, book, Unlikely Loves, there's a picture of a cat and a dolphin. It's yeah. priceless. <laughs> I so wish that cat had gone for a swim to get in with the dolphins, <laughs> but uh, it declined to do that. But, um, but yeah, this cat started uh, showing up at the edge of the pier um, at this marine facility and, and really was just intrigued by the dolphin, and one in particular started coming up, and they had this, this kind of interesting little day-to-day relationship where they would check each other out and some, you know, physical touching and some sounds. I think, uh, you know, curiosity, both very curious animals, I think that helped to bring them together. Well, one thing that kind of brought childhood memories for me going through the book is the owl and the pussycat. Right. And I was telling John, I'm like... Look! Look! The owl and the pussycat! There's that little, that yeah, little normally, from childhood look! But normally the owl would actually pick up the pussycat and take it out to its tree. Right. Well, yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah. And then there's it's, another one with the capybara. Yeah, What's, you got to have a capybara in there, you know? It's like, it's like, who has a capybara? I'm like, is that a capybara? I saw the pictures. How did that relationship forge, though, between the owl and the pussycat? That's another really neat one. This is in Spain, and the gentleman um, keeps some raptors, and he has this owl. And, again, it was just kind of happened on its own. Um, he, The first time he saw them playing, he thought for sure that one of them was going to be in trouble. Either the cat was going to 
swipe the owl out of the sky or the owl was going to, as you said, carry carry the cat away. But instead, they, they seemed to be friends, and they would play together. The cat would leap into the sky as the owl swooped over and try to, you know, try to touch it. And then you'd see them both in the tree together, uh, the cat grooming the owl. And it's just really, again, extremely unlikely and very unexpected. Can I just tell you the story that Dr. Linda was just talking about, the miniature horse and the capybara? Please. Um, your picture that you show there, they look a little bit more than just friends. <laughs> You know, we do have a well. We have a little bit of mating in some of these stories. That one wasn't one of them, but um, but there is a uh, um, a story of the the zebra and the donkey that get together and actually do make z donks, uh, a couple of little babies, out of that that unlikely pair. So um, it does occasionally happen. A good friend of mine is Tippy Hedren. Um, you know her from Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. And yeah. I would go out. I'd go out to her house once in a while. And Patrick has passed away not too long ago. But Patrick was a liger which mm-hmm. is a combination of a lion and a tiger. Right. This cat was huge. Um, so there has been some unlikely couplings, you might say. Right, right. Sort of renders the whole idea of species a little bit moot, but uh, I guess we'll... not to worry. Well, in the animal species, that is. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to put this book together, Unlikely Loves? Uh, I was working on it, I guess, over the course of a year. Um, I had some other projects ongoing as well, but a lot of it was the logistics of tracking down the people who owned the animals to get the, the backstories. And so there was time in between when I could do my other work and waiting to hear back from folks. So um, so each book took about a year, I'd say. And, and the, the thing about this, this, this is a nice coffee table book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a book, I mean, I'm keeping mine at home, but I would certainly love to have um, a copy at the office, mm-hmm. you know, for my clients to read because the stories are nice and short. Yes, um, right. You know, so if you don't have, you know, if you've only got five minutes, you can at least read, you know, one story before you go on and do whatever you need to do. Exactly. And, and it's it's very well done. It, it's very well printed. It's durable, which it's I need in my book. household. <laughs> it is a gorgeous book. I mean, the stories are phenomenal, but I mean, I really do appreciate the photography in here. I just think it's gorgeous. Yeah, and the, even the if, designers even if you don't, at Workman do an amazing job. I have to give my, my publishing house a lot of credit for just sort of the look of the book, and it's something you definitely want to pick up. Well, we're going to give away another copy of the book, Compliments, of course, of Jennifer Holland. She's the author of the book, Unlikely Loves, 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. Of course, it is available in bookstores and online. You can go to unlikelyloves.com. You can go to talkingpets.com. There's a banner and a picture of it on there. That'll give you more information on where to go, but it's put up by Workman Press, and you can go to workman.com as well. But right now, if you are the number two caller, the second call to call into Charles, our producer at GCN, we are going to send out a copy to you. Unlikely Loves. Just call right now, 877-807-4048, 877-807-4048. Compliments of Jennifer S. Holland, and of course, Talking Pets. Call right now, and the book is yours. Number two call to call into Charles. 877-807-4048. Call, and the book is yours. 877-807-4048. Now, also, too, Jennifer, you talk about, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I went through, um, well, a major illness. I actually had heart surgery, open heart surgery. And, you know, when you look at, when I was talking about the human versus the, the animal species, I had some very, very dear friends that, you know, like Amanda, uh, of course, and... 
my friend Brad and a bunch of other friends that, to me, to the day I die, will actually stand out to me as some of the most superior people that I've met in my life. Because in a time where I needed help personally, which I'm not one to really accept help, it's, I guess I'm stubborn, but um, in a time where I needed it, they were there. And in your book, Unlikely Loves, you get into some stories about other animals and all that are there for other animals. Can you, right. give, can you tell us a little bit about one, of, one that steps out in your mind in, in regards to that? Sure. I, I mean, I, there's a couple of stories with, um, with blind animals in which another animal kind of takes on the, the seeing eye um, position. We have a, a boxer dog that's blind and a goose that, um, of all things, that pairs up with it in Poland in a little village. And the woman told me that the goose, you know, would lead the dog around and kind of was almost teaching the dog what to do when the mailman came and that sort of thing. The goose would run to the fence and squawk, and the dog finally realized that he was supposed to be doing that. Um, and then the the story of the Great Dane and the Fawn is similar. The, uh, the fawn is blind, and the Dane immediately took that role, uh, very protective of the fawn and very caring toward it. I think the oddest one of all, though, is the boa constrictor and the pit bull. Sure. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of them are like, you know, mammal and mammals, or even like in the same family, you've got the uh, the badger and the um, the otter. Right. You know, they're at least in the in the same, you know, family. They're they're in the ferret family. But this boa constrictor and the pit bull, <laughs> I mean, and people think that, you know, snakes don't have any feelings or emotions or anything like that. So, you know, how can a snake bond with a pit bull? Yeah, I, you know, and, and that's, it's an interesting question. I don't know how much bonding is taking place there or if it's more just about warmth um, because, you know, the snake doesn't ne- normally sort of seek out a companion. But I think just the fact that there's enough trust there for those two animals to be together is really interesting. Um, and there seems to be, you know, some sort of... of um, you know, both are getting some kind of pleasure out of it, or I guess they wouldn't wouldn't get together like that. So uh, it's interesting to think about what they might be going through in their little brains. Well, we're speaking with Jennifer S. Holland, the author of Unlikely Loves, 43 heartwarming true stories from the animal kingdom, and of course by the New York Times bestselling author, that is Jennifer, of Unlikely Friendships. She's now got Unlikely Loves. So give us a call if you've got a question or a comment or a story at 877-807-4048. 877-807-4048. Don't forget, you can check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. The icons are right there on the top of the homepage at TalkinPets.com. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Stephen Bordwick. And Amanda Page. And this is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Yeah. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. 
everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com It's something weird and it don't look good. Who are you going to call? You're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Stefan Bordwick. And Amanda Page. Hey, happy holiday out there. Right around the corner, of course, you know, as uh, Stefan's hitting our uh, Halloween music over there. It's right next door, isn't it? It's yeah, coming right and, around and the corner. And that is why wild animals eat their youngs over Halloween costumes. <laughs> oh, I guess you're having a little issues with hmm. Leela. I'm having a lot of issues. I'm having to make her costume because it's not readily available. And Dress her up as an unlikely love. But those are the best costumes. Yeah, unlikely love? No, the ones that you make yourself. <laughs> this one is going to have to be framed when I'm done with all the work I am putting into it because everything uh-huh. has to be just right for her. Well, congratulations to uh, Marianne, and Marianne is in Indianapolis, Indiana. So congratulations, Marianne. You're getting a copy of the book Unlikely Love's 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. That's coming out to you in Indianapolis. You know, even as different as a giraffe and a goat, love means never having to say you're different. A bull and a horse, a duck and a pit bull. These 43 tales from the Animal Kingdom document some of the most unusual pairings, whose tender bond can only be called love. Now, written by Jennifer S. Holland, who's on air with us right now, the best-selling author of Unlikely Friendships, and documented with heartwarming full-color photographs, these beautiful stories prove that love has the power to overcome all. And again, you can find the book in bookstores. You can find it online. You can go to workman.com. You can go to talkingpets.com. You can also go to unlikelyloves.com. You know, I love stories like this, Jennifer. And I love, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the photography in here. I just, I think it's phenomenal. And even the cover of the book, where you've got the, uh, you know, the big cat, the cheetah, or not that's a cheetah. That's a leopard in that one. Leopard, <laughs> a leopard and um, leopard and the uh, retriever. Yeah. And um, he's just kind of looking at that. I think you're thinking about the cheetah that's here at Bush Gardens that has his own dog, because yeah, this does look a lot together. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, the th- and the thing is, though, he's looking at him like, get away. Why, why, why are you hugging on me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's think it's a, mutual, it's a mutual thing, I'm sure. There, there are a few the, humans the, in this, too. These are the few humans on this earth that aren't idiots. The leopard, actually, is, like I think, imprinting the retriever. It's like you're Mayan. Marking him. Like it. He's, he's, right. He's marking him, yeah, with the same glands. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's kind of like, you know, your mind, get over it. People do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, once again, uh, this is a great book. And there are a couple of pictures, like Glenda's saying, of, of people in the book. And, uh, I mean, I think actually on page 95 of the book, you uh, have some pictures of marmots. Yeah. And, yeah. and the little boy there, he doesn't seem threatened or in fear whatsoever. <laughs> No, not at all. Probably uh, don't try this at home, but um, but he seemed to, to establish a relationship with the animals 
to the point where he would, when he came back to visit the same area, they would come come running to him and um, and literally just played with him as though he were one of them. Do you find? Do you think? Do you think actually that animals have a great memory like this? They remember the people that they like. I think I think they do. I think it's probably using all their senses. I think a lot of it is smell for many animals. But um, but sure, I think you know, and we they've shown that certainly with elephants and and dolphins and some of the other um, kind of big charismatic megafauna. But I think it, it probably runs the gamut. What do you think about your book, Jennifer, on likely loves for? I could say for a parent to be able to read, you know, short stories like Dr. Linda was saying, they are short stories and they're good, they're, you know, they're quick reads. Um, what do you think about like a nighttime story for the kids? Do you think these I, are really fitting stories? Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, some of them have a little bit of a, a sad aspect to them, but um, generally they're they're supposed to give a positive message. And I think kids can, it's not written for children, but I think it's certainly um, any kid could really understand them and get the messages from them. Hey, it can't, be any worse the than, it can't be any worse than Grimm's fairy tales. True. I mean, once you really point. read those, it's like, oh my gosh, these they're are designed horrible. for children? <laughs> I'm shocked at those when I go back and look at them now. No, anything out there, actually, now, it seems to be on the bitter end rather than the way it used to be, like I was saying earlier. But this is a great book, Unlikely Loves by Jennifer S. Holland. Check it out in bookstores. Check it out online, workman.com. Unlikelyloves.com is another site. Also, you can get more information at talkinpets.com, my site. And uh, check it out, and please uh, support the book by Jennifer Holland. And I also recommend Unlikely Friendships as, as well. Great companion to this book. You got to get both of them. Get both of them. Don't great. just get one. Get, get both. both of them. And it's a great book for your coffee table or your your bookshelves, and uh, it's just beautiful photography. And or great your reception stories. area, your business. No matter what business you have, people will love this. Put them in a good mood. Keep them busy while they wait. That's, That's it. Right. Well, Jennifer S. Holland, thanks so much for joining us here on Talking Pets. It was a great pleasure, and congratulations on your book. I love it. Thank you so much. It's fun to be on. We wish you the best, and uh, we look forward to your next book coming out. It, I hope in a year. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, Jennifer, and have a great Halloween coming up. Same to you. That's Jennifer S. Holland, the author of Unlikely Loves, 43 Heartwarming True Stories from the Animal Kingdom. Congratulations to Joyce in Missouri, Rusty in Ohio, and Marianne in Indianapolis, Indiana. You're all getting a copy of the book, Unlikely Loves. But the number is 877-807-4048 if you have any questions or comments. Of course, as we close out this hour of the program, at your clinic at East West Animal Hospital, do you ever see, have you seen like an unlikely, something that stood up to you as an unlikely love that walked in the front door? I've heard of, I haven't had them come in, but I hear about some of them um, at home. You know, like, oh yeah, this, this, the dog and cat are best. You know, dogs and cats, I hear a lot about, so I don't consider that uncommon. Well, that but, used to be the old school. Remember? I, well, you remember right? dogs and cats? Oh, they're, they're bitter enemies. They're going to kill well, each had, other. I had an uncle. That's changed. By marriage, that used to believe in that. And then he married my aunt, and like he wanted a cat, she wanted a dog. And he's like, dogs and cats can't live together. She said, What planet are you from? Of course they do, because we always had dogs and cats together. It was never I did too, a actually. Problem. Growing up, we had Lassie. That's original. <laughs> and Spotty. He was a black and white spotted cat. That was original, yeah. too. <laughs> so, I mean, right now I had cats, but, you know, at one time I had four cats and a dog, you know, so that's not uncommon. But, you know, I, there's like rabbits, friends with the cat or friends with the dog and ferrets and stuff. So, I mean, some of those other people may find unusual. I, it doesn't strike me as that unusual. I can't think of anything like 
Well, there's a lot that we can learn Shocking. from our animal friends out there about friendships and love. So uh, pay attention to them and read the book Unlikely Loves by Jennifer S. Holland. Hey, don't forget, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. Great job over there, Stefan. Your first day on uh, sitting there by yourself. Well, Mandy's watching over you, but yeah, good job. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good to know every week I get right closer on. and closer to it. Yeah, you get closer and closer to it, don't you? <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, from myself, John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. Stefan Boardwork. And Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Thanks for joining us here. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.